So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. All you need to do is know the market. And as soon as you tell somebody that show them, not tell them you know the market, mm -hmm. but show your knowledge. Yes. The other thing, too, is you're not giving away any of your value by doing that. Mm -hmm. What you are is you're saying, I'm like, they say to themselves, wow, if this guy or gal knows the market, the chances that they know what to do with the market are really high. Bingo. You actually already answered my question, which is, you know, the, the clients that are watching this right now, the people that are listening are amazing in their own right, but they're not, they have options. The consumer has options, right? The, the FBI, it all came to you. You with me? Where, yeah. they, where, where someone listening to this right now is going to say, yeah, but my buyer or seller, who in this case is the father, ah. has so many different options. What say you about that? Well, uh, they have so many bad right? options, subtlety, right? Yeah. You know, um, the, uh, any market is full of people that are not listening. Yeah. Uh, any, any market, you know, uh, people pay lip service to trust. Mm -hmm. You know, what's trust? That you will actually look out for me. Mm -hmm. You know, that you will not sacrifice me at the first opportunity. Trust is you recognize long term is what matters, not short term. You're not going to cheat me short term because the long term consequences are really going to be bad. Mm-hmm. So the great thing about people having options is nine out of 10 of those options are bad. Yeah. You don't have to be that much better than everybody else because the vast majority of markets are filled with mediocre players. Well said. And you start raising the level of your game at all and large chunks of your competitors immediately begin to fall behind you. We talked about earlier when we were just sitting at my table that the, the single greatest advantage today is learning. Learning. Like that is the degree of separation from like learning what to say, learning how to deal with people, learn, understanding human behavior, psychology, sales training, marketing is right on down the line. Learning. Well, it's not the, just the single greatest advantage, but it's the only sustainable advantage. Sustainable advantage. You know, some advantages, uh, you know, let's say I learned the latest app. Yeah. You know, I got the latest computer. That only lasts for as long as that technology exists. Thank and you. I wish I could tell you the, the, the executive from Royal Dutch Shell that said it, mm -hmm. but a long time ago in trying to improve their, their competitive advantage, they had them do this analysis and the only sustainable competitive advantage, which will be there for you year after year after Bingo. year is learning. That's why I love my community. I mean, that's, you know, they're, they're so- They're into learning. They are absolutely. Okay, so listen to this question. You ready? Uh, if I assume correctly, your time as a Hosh's negotiator wasn't spent in negotiations all the time. It was probably a very small percentage of your time or of your overall responsibilities, right? Thinking 24 years, 150 cases. So just like realtors and lenders and, and people in the insurance business, salespeople, right? They've got a million things to do, Chris. And one of the most important is negotiating for their clients or on behalf of their clients. So what advice do you give to somebody who says, how do I flip the switch you know, when I'm doing all this other work and go into negotiation mode. All right, so let's help the person and ask a question to begin with. Yeah. Let's eliminate the word assume mm -hmm. from our 
vocabulary, but not in the annoying way that everybody says. When you assume you're making an ass of you and me. We're not going to do that. Yeah. What we want to do is we want to drop in a word hypothesis. Oh, I've got a hypothesis. Here's my hypothesis, because that alerts you that you need to be open to adjusting your hypothesis. Correct. And it keeps you in a learning mode. Uh Test your hypothesis and get more data. Yeah. Am I on the right track? Do I need to make an adjustment? So in point of fact, mm-hmm. as, as, especially as the FBI's lead international kidnapping negotiator, at every single moment, there's anywhere from one to four Americans that are being held someplace in the world. So when I moved into that role the last seven years of my career, which I loved, but I never had a day off. Yeah. I mean, I was into it. I was up to my eyeballs in yeah. it. I carried two telephones on me at all times. My son is now my director of operations, was playing college football at the time. I would be on the sidelines of his college football game, working a kidnapping with two phones and loving it. I mean, I was, I was up to my eyeballs. Every it. successful agent right now knows exactly. I mean, we all do, right? No days we, off. We all, we all, you know, even if, if you even, love it. Yeah. If you love it, if you love it, you love it. And you can be watching and, you know, being, yeah. you know, and, but that's the business, right? Yeah. Especially real estate. Real estate's not Monday through Friday, eight to five. All the money's made before eight, after five, and all weekend long. Exactly. Because when are, when are your clients making their decisions? So, so how do you flip the switch? All right, so you don't. If you got to flip the switch, you're not keeping your skill level up. You know, small stakes practice for high stakes result. Negotiation. Say, say, say that again. Small stakes practice for high stakes results. Yeah. And the most dangerous negotiation is one you don't know you're in. Mm-hmm. everybody's in up to seven negotiations each and every day. If you're in a conversation where the words I want are in anybody's brain, you're in a negotiation. Yep. Yep. If you're in an interaction where you're hoping the word yes comes out, you're in a negotiation. One of my favorite examples, a gentleman started this website phenomena called Secrets. Mm-hmm. Talking to him at a conference a couple of years ago. He said, tell me your secrets anonymously. I'm going to tell your secrets publicly. That's why I want them anonymously. Yeah. And I will share them with the world, whatever it is. You're, you're, somebody in your life abused you or is abusing you, whatever it is. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, people out there want to know that they're not alone. Yeah. So he gets a brand new Starbucks coffee cup, still in a wrapper to prove proof of identification that the person who sent it worked at Starbucks. And a note said, I give decaf to people who are mean to me. <laughs> Are you in a negotiation when you're ordering coffee at Starbucks? Yes, you are. Looking at my team right now every day, right? Every day. Every restaurant you walk into, I'm always really nice to the servers. Yeah, you know, and and, and one of our rules is never be mean to someone who could hurt you by doing nothing. Yeah. Which means everybody, which Mm -hmm. also means everybody would help you if they felt like it. Bingo. And so those of you that think that you're developing uh, tolerance for caffeine... I'm here to tell you that might not be it. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. I would also, I would also, that is such a profound statement, Chris. I would also argue that 
in the high pressure stakes of the business that the people that are listening to this are in, uh, I, it never shocks me when I hear stories of, yeah, I just, man, I just erupted yesterday on my team or I, you know, came home and one of the questions is like, how do you separate business and work and negotiations? Like, but I'll, I'll save the question, but like, how do you help people get like, you're in negotiations every day with everyone around you. And if you're not kind of on good behavior at all times or paying attention, how do you get to that state, that heightened level of awareness we were talking about earlier? Well, it becomes how you look at it. Like if you look at it as an adversarial process, yeah. then even if you like it, it's combat. Yeah. Yeah. And Us it's going to wear them, you down. Me versus the world. There's going to be you know? negative as aspects to it. Yeah. Uh, somebody approached me a couple of months ago and said, what I love about your book is it's really how do I get the other person on my team? Bingo. And then how do we collaborate together to solve the problem? Yeah. Now, with that mindset, negotiation doesn't wear you out. Yep. It, you feel good about it. Yes. I mean, you're helping the people around you. We're working together. We're making everybody's lives better. Yep. We're taking everybody ahead. Yeah. We're keeping our guard up for the bad guys. Mm -hmm. You know, if we mm -hmm. encounter an adversary that's a dangerous adversary, we can protect ourselves, yeah. but by and large, it's about great collaboration. And then it doesn't wear you down. Yeah. You said accelerate negotiations. That's what I do. Yeah. That doesn't mean everybody wins. You just accelerate the negotiations. We want to find out what the best outcome is as soon as possible. Yep. If there is an outcome. Yeah. And then we want to decide whether or not we're going to take it. And what we really do is we put time back in people's lives. Yeah. Because if you accelerate properly, then you don't need more time. You know, I, th there's one hack that I'll give you 20% of your day back right away. Instantly. Share, share please. 20% of your opportunities are fake opportunities. 20%. Um, it's actually much higher than that. Mm -hmm. That's a stat from a book called The Challenger Sale. Mm -hmm. And they run the data. And what they did was they basically said, how many opportunities do you give people when really you're just looking for free consulting or really you're looking for a competing bid. Now, real estate people yeah. are being asked for free consulting all the time under the guise that we will hire you. Yes. And they, they just want your marketing plan to compare it to the guy that they're going to go with. Yep. And if or yours your, is different, your they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna steal yeah. your knowledge. Yeah. They're going to go with their brother-in-law anyway. Yeah. That's 20% of the opportunities. Now, the reason why that number has to be higher mm -hmm. is because they basically said to people, how often do you lie to people? Yeah. Nobody exaggerates how much they lie. Mm -mm. They would have minimized that. Yeah. They wouldn't have overestimated. Yeah. So if they admit to lying 20% of the time, yeah. the number's got to be higher. So one hack is awareness, but what's the hack to find out who's in the 20%? Start asking them about, you know, all right, so if we move forward, yeah. you know, what would, what would it look like moving forward with each other? Yeah. All right, I got a Hollywood guy's got me on the phone the other day. The Hollywood guys are famous for... They want to have an in-depth conversation with you at length. Mm -hmm. Steal all your ideas. I would say just bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. Take, take them to their writer. Yep. So I strongly suspect that this guy wants my ideas and he has a writer he's just going to give them to. Mm -hmm. So I say, well, you know, if we were to come to an agreement, we would put a, a show together, you know, what would that look like? He said, well, if we were to put together a show, you know, we would take the writer and he starts describing it and every single pronoun he uses leaves me out. Bingo. Vision drives decision. I've asked him a question. What's in your head? What's your vision of moving forward? Mm -hmm. He doesn't realize I've got him on a polygraph right now. Mm -hmm. Now, interestingly enough, as he's describing 
the situation, I, it occurs to him that he's leaving me out. Yeah. How do I know? He, in the middle of the conversation, he switches and starts talking about the, cons instead of the consultant in neutral terms as if he doesn't know who it is, yeah. he starts dropping in you. Yeah. We would do this with you. Mm -hmm. Now, the only way he switches is because he's become aware that he's been called out. Bingo. So now, now my yeah, job yeah. is, yeah. we live by the Oprah rule, mm -hmm. always leave a great last impression. Always, 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 always. Oprah has some success with yes, that. Yes, she does. I say, look, you know, I thank you. You've been very generous with your time. Thank you very much for, for, for having this conversation with me. I'd love to have a great long-term relationship where we collaborate. At this point in time, if we're going to go any further, I'm sorry, I require mutual commitment. Yeah. And he says, well, well I don't think that's going to work. I say, well, you've been generous through the time, and I, thanks, thanks, thanks for your time, man. I hope someday we can work together in the future. And get off the phone. So we were talking earlier about the 90-10 rule that like 10% of all prospects are probably really real and probably right for you and 90% aren't. There's two issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they real and are they right for you? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I'll, 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 uh, I use a phrase I stole from Joe Polish because, you know, we were Love talking Joe. about Joe yeah. earlier yeah. today. He says, don't work with the half people, work with the elf people. Half say, it, is, say, say it again. Don't work with the half people, work with the elf people. Half yeah. is hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. Say that again. Hard, annoying, <laughs> lame, and frustrating. Yep. And he said even a half could be hard, annoying, lucrative, and frustrating. Yes, yes. But there's elf people out there, easy, easy, lucrative, and fun. Yes. Now, even though we're a minority, it's a big world. Mm -hmm. And uh, hold on, I got a public service announcement to all my clients. And how many times have you heard me say you need to have multiple pillars of lead generation, yeah. lots of people coming in. So you're not desperate, which we've talked about, and we're going to get into today, right. with the one client you have. That's never the situation you want to be in. And as soon as you, as soon as you open it up and become discerning, yep. you'll be shocked at how that bucket you're looking for, how quickly it fills up, especially when you're not wasting time with the half people. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Joe Polish. Yeah, yep. that's a good shout you know out. I'm a huge fan. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again, and talk to you soon.